Welcome to this episode of Bird and Birds Competitive Edge, the podcast, in which we dissect competition law issues to help you understand how they may affect your business. I'm Ariane Lestrat. I'm a competition senior associate in our London office, and I'll be speaking to Paivi Tamileto, who is counsel in our Helsinki office. Today, we'll be discussing the EU's draft proposal of the competition rules around distribution. Paivi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ariane. Great to be here. So without further ado, let's just dive in. Paivi, can you talk us through the legal background of the draft proposal? So what are the VIBA and why are they so important for distributors of goods and services across the EU? Yes, of course. So agreements between entities active at different levels of the supply chain, meaning, for example, a manufacturer and a distributor, uh, they are referred to as vertical agreements. And competition law has long uh, established that vertical agreements are exempted from the application of Article 101 if they meet certain criteria. And these criteria are set out in the vertical agreement block exemption regulation, a long term, which we uh, affectionately call the VIVA. These criteria are that uh, the parties each must have a market share below 30%, and the agreement must not contain any hardcore restrictions listed in the VIVA. If a vertical agreement meets these criteria, it can benefit from the safe harbor created. And above the 30 market share threshold, competition law provisions are applicable. But even at that point, the VIVA is of course relevant for businesses because it lists the restrictions which are considered the most harmful Um, which contain a clear risk of uh, illegality. And the current regulation will expire in May 2022, and the Commission published a new draft VIVA back in July. Thanks, Paivi. So what are the main new proposals? And do you think on balance that they provide more opportunities for businesses across the EU? Yes, I think it's undeniable that the proposal provides some opportunities for businesses as uh, some restrictions which were previously considered hardcore will now be acceptable. At a high level, the draft VIVA retained the structure and substance of the current VIVA, so there's no overhaul of the regime, but it does readjust certain rules, in particular around dual distribution, dual pricing and the equivalence principle. The proposal also offers more flexibility for distributors who wish to combine different types of uh, distribution models, uh, pass on sales restrictions, or want to appoint multiple exclusive distributors. They also move uh, MFNs, uh, meaning uh, most favored nation clauses, into the uh, category of uh, excluded restrictions and provide a framework for their analysis. They also move MFNs, meaning most favored nations clauses, into the category of excluded restrictions and provide a framework for their analysis. Right. So no groundbreaking changes, but a lot of readjustments, which will be impactful. Um, So moving on, can you take us through one of the main changes which you have touched upon? So the new dual distribution ceiling, which has had quite a frosty reception from interested parties. You're right. The main rule is that the VIBA is aimed at vertical agreements, which means that the agreements between non-competitors. It also covers dual distribution scenarios, for instance, where the supplier is a manufacturer and a distributor of goods, 
while the buyer is uh, only a distributor and not a competing uh, manufacturer. So in fact, the supplier and the distributor are competitors at the, uh, at the retail level. And the development of online sales means that nowadays most brand owners sell di directly through their own web website as well as through distributors. So most brand owners will have to think whether their dual distribution is exempted. The draft Viva retains this exception, but it proposes a new aggregated market share seeding of 10% uh, at retail level in order to benefit from, uh, from the uh, exception. This is a big change because a joint 10% market share is really low. And the proposal has faced a lot of backlash. It does highlight that the Commission is concerned about horizontal dynamics in the context of uh, distribution. And the new ceiling is softened by an important new clause, which states that if the party's market share does exceed 10% while still remaining below 30, the block exemption will still apply, except for any exchange of information between the parties. If the supplier and the distributor have an aggregate market share exceeding 10%, uh, information exchange practices between them will have to be assessed under the rules applicable to horizontal agreements. And as we know, the ways information exchange affects market transparency, which from a competition law perspective is a cause for concern, depends on the market in which the, the parties operate. The Commission may still change its stance following the consultation on the proposal, but if things re remain as they are, the main takeaway is that suppliers and distributors need to be very cautious around exchange of information and data collection and carefully self-assess their information exchange. Thanks, Paivi. No, that's really clear. So what about dual pricing? That, that's a more positive development, perhaps, for brand owners. Absolutely. Currently, charging different wholesale prices for the same products to the same retailer, depending on whether the products are being sold online or offline, is a hardcore restriction. And this dates from a time when online sales were emerging and the Commission wanted to, uh, to protect this uh, new sales channel. Uh, and of course, from a brand owner's perspective, this made it very difficult to build an optimal and uh, efficient distribution network as a dual pricing prohibition enables online sellers to free ride on brick and mortar sellers and make it difficult for, for them to recoup the costs of uh, maintaining brick and mortar shops. Uh, these le legitimate reasons for dual pricing have finally been recognized by the Commission and under the revised VIBA, dual pricing will be permitted as long as the price difference incentivizes an appropriate level of investment and relates to the difference in costs related to the online and offline channels. The same shift in thinking also applies to the uh, equivalence principle. So from the perspective of uh, recognizing the differences between the online and offline sales channels, good news to the, uh, to the brand owners, I think. So yeah, you mentioned the equivalence principle. Can you, can you also take us through it? So what is it and how, how has it changed? Yes, of course. The current stance of the Commission is that the restrictions can be imposed on online retailers, but 
these must be equivalent to the criteria imposed for sales from the brick and mortar shops. This requirement of equivalence has been softened uh, in the draft BIVA as the Commission recognizes that online and offline channels have different uh, characteristics. According to the draft VIBA, uh, a supplier operating a selective distribution system may require certain service quality standards to be maintained uh, for users purchasing online, such as, uh, for example, online after-sales help desk or the use of uh, secure payment systems. As long as the lack of equivalence does not have as its object the prevention of online sales. As with dual pricing, uh, this new take will prevent free, free riding, but will also allow for the supplier to ensure uh, its brand image is maintained both online and offline. I think it's interesting to see that while the current Viva aim to protect uh, online sales, they have since become so significant that they are, if not endangering the existence of uh, brick and mortar shops, at least limiting the, the, the scope of the brick and mortar network. That being the case, I think it's a good thing to, to, to kind of take a little step back to ensure that also the offline stays a, a viable business. I completely agree. So we've seen physical shops really struggling in recent years as people shop online more and more, and the pandemic has only exacerbated this. The Commission's new position on the equivalence principle and your pricing, which you just discussed, will hopefully readjust this balance. So that's it for today. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us via email at ariane.lestrat and pivy.tamiletto at twobirds.com. Of course, if you'd like to stay up to date on competition and EU law developments in Europe and beyond, you can sign up to receive our monthly Competitive Edge newsletter. You can find a link from our homepage at www.twobirds.com forward slash competition. If you'd like to find out more about this topic, we've written a practical client alert, which covers all of the changes and what they mean for distribution in the EU. We also have the recording of the one hour webinar available on request. Thank you for listening.